Hello, welcome. This is the History and Common Sense Show with me, History. Common Sense. And together, we're trying to understand the world that we live in so we know how to navigate through it. And we're going to be talking to you from our underground bunkers somewhere in the Midwest. We're trying to put together information, knowledge, and truth. Come along on our journey and see what we see and know what we know. And try to figure out the world that we live in. Hello, Common Sense, and how are you today? Good, how are you? Good. Well, what do you know today about what's going on? Well, what does your common sense tell you? The the gates are closing on us. That's what my common sense tells me. And they're getting inching closer and closer to be shut. And then there's no escape. We're here for... And well, basically, we become the slaves. Same thing that they're, we're celebrating our stupidity over here. We're going to be doing it all again. Except we are going to be the slaves. <laughs> trapped in, the, trapped in, a, in, in a, you know, cage that we can't get out. Yeah, that's probably true. That is no. probably true. Uh, things are changing so flipping fast I mean today um, I hear um, that they're getting rid of um, Aunt Jemima uh, syrup Aunt Jemima is no more Aunt Jemima and next is Uncle right. and next is Uncle Ben's yeah. I mean Aunt Jemima's been around for 136 years they said Right, ain't that crazy? And then, yeah, but if the African American people don't like that uh, that woman, you know, as far as what she represents, I guess we could probably get rid of it. Well, you know, because which makes I don't know. Re represents syrup. How can syrup be bad? What? Because it's brown syrup? Well, I don't. I really don't know the story of Aunt Jemima to know how she got created. And why she's there, but just looking at it, you know, uh, yeah. you got a you got a black woman uh, as a bottle, and she's ha having the syrup, and you're actually using her to have to serve you. Yeah. So if she's serving you, well, there you go. There's a slave. So I don't know story on that. So, but. It's just a bottle. It's just a, a picture of a woman. And it's not really a big issue. We have so many other big issues to talk about okay. that changing well, bottle. I, 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 I get where you're coming from, how that's the big issues. But so so she's a black woman. And I can understand maybe the black people have something against the black woman, right? Even though she's making syrup. Maybe she was a slave at one time. I don't know. But here's the next one. They want the the 
football was it i think it's a baseball team called the rangers uh, you know um the rangers they're the texas rangers that's it the texas rangers they want them to change your name because the texas rangers are bad because they represent the law right so what we're going to get rid of the lone ranger are we going to take off all the cowboy and indian shows because it shows cowboys shooting at indians uh we going to we going to get rid of uh the name uh, texas rangers we're going to take down walker texas ranger and ban it from the the tv shows because walker texas ranger ha- was a texas ranger and he's bad you watch texas walker texas ranger back in the day chuck norris you know i'm sure you did yeah i've seen it what what does that have to do they were tearing down the statues of the texas rangers now how does this serve a purpose well it doesn't it seems like they're just uh, having a, a you know a, a hissy fit and they're taking out anything they can find so it doesn't really change you know it doesn't i think that it will calm down and sooner as soon as they actually come up with a decent plan to you know figure out this policing thing but i really think it's going to involve that we were back up we will start to decrease our police force but technology ai 5g will take its place yeah and this this is definitely it's going to take a while to do all this stuff but if it keeps progressing that is what it's going to head to because somebody has to police us if it isn't a human then it's going to be ai it's going to be a robot we they will not allow 3 billion people just to do whatever the hell they want because that's not what our kingdom has ever been like so this is true yeah so we will be pleased one way or another mm-hmm. right at this moment there's a little bit of a, a hiccup and 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 time to vent i guess and to change things but there will be a time hell we might even get a civil war going on here in the years to well, come and when that happens when that happens uh, our government will have to take the lead and police us and that might bring on uh, the robots and ai because by that time it's all going to be ready yep so i mean you know ai is i mean the robots is where they want to go they have the technology to police us without having that many cops doing the stuff that you know well think about what's coming our way you got chip you know everybody gets chipped you know we got 5G AI and and you put it all together they don't really need these people i mean once you get the chip inside your body they just push a button and the the chip malfunctions and then you die because they decide he's running away push the chip or maybe just paralyzes you or whatever and then you fall down like what happened to me well 
we programmed the chip to mess up your nervous system so you fell down and then uh, you did and then what do you need a cop for to pick your ass up and take you away hell the ambulance could do that yep. oh yeah yeah I, I understand um so you know I, I, I get it I get that so uh but they're disbanding and like in Minneapolis I heard on the news today that uh, they disbanded those cops there here the police departments and 30 people got killed <laughs> so I'm the, but you're right yeah they're they're letting the the chaos break out they're letting people kill each other and and, and riot and and do horrible stuff and eventually the people are going to look around and say, oh, my God, we've ruined everything. We need some well, not, enforcement. To right. We're gonna, but eventually we'll cry out saying we need something. And so we will welcome in the technology that they're going to bring upon yeah. us. Because, you know, they create disaster to, or chaos so they can come in and, you know, be a hero and fix us. And even though we have no idea what the hell we're doing you know it's like oh fix this problem and oh well, what we got now we got ai up 5g's up and we have the technology to put an app on your phone and to, you know and put a chip in your body and you'd be as safe as a, as you could ever be oh i'll take that and then they do and we will we will when it gets it's just like the it's just like the box of food thing you know are you going to hand over your guns and there's no food and they give you a box of food? Yeah. Same thing with this policing thing. When it gets so bad in the future, we will take whatever they give us to protect us for our security. Mm-hmm. And if it's AI, robots, and technology up the rear end, we will vote it in and take it you know, because cops are out. Human cops are out. Yep, and they will be. Well, that's where it's heading. And if it keeps going, I mean, it's a little too early to really say, but we'll have to see and watch. But it's where it's heading. If it keeps going the way it's going. Yeah, it w- and it will. It will. It's, um, um, People are, I've heard stories and stuff where uh, they're just, uh, who would I, I talked to somebody who knew, oh, I talked to somebody today that has a friend that lives out in Seattle or Washington, yeah, Seattle, and he says it's like a war zone going down the street, and, and, you know, people are yelling at each other, if you don't, he says him and his girlfriend were walking down the street, and they're holding hands, and people are yelling at him because he didn't have a mask on, and you know, it was like they could see the looting and rioting going on right in front of them. I was like walking through a war zone. He says, it's, it's just a completely different place. He says, uh, he's just afraid to be there. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the United States. Uh, this shouldn't be happening. The cops go away and the looters come out and then they encourage it and they let it go wild and and they get anarchy and then they wonder what why happened because uh, they didn't stomp it out right away. And then good people like you and me, who who don't want to do that, we we live in quiet, quaint communities, 
far, far away from those big cities where the riots are going on, will have to pay the price mm-hmm. too. Because they'll say, well, okay, all those rioter and lures, people are shooting each other and kill. We have to give up our guns because you guys might, you know, shoot somebody. And now you have to be tagged like an animal. Oh, just like a slave would be. And you have to be tagged and you have to be watched and you have to be surveilled like a and penned up you know curfew at night we have to patrol the sleet sleet streets and keep you in your houses like you're- well that's exactly what i started at the beginning of the show but, i mean that's what i'm saying but, the, but we are going to become slaves. yes be, all because we have a group of bad people the whole group of bad of people now have to be penned up even though you and me never did anything no i don't think that's the reason why it's because you know all this stuff that's going on is not by a chance. Oh. All right. There is a. It's being created. No. It's being created. So we are being leaded. We are being leaded led, into led, the cage. Led. Whatever. We are being led, leaded, led, whatever, into the cage. Yes. And, you know, and we're going to shut the door on ourselves. And because we can't wake up fast enough to understand yep. the world that we live in so we know how to navigate through it. So uh, if we don't wake up, which it's almost becoming too late. Yeah. I mean, we, we should have woke up during Obama era. You know, we should have woke up that, but we didn't. So um, what happens to us is, is our own fault at the end of the day because we allowed these people to hurt us like sheep into the cage yep. in the near future the cage will shut and there will be no escape the end yeah and they're doing it by um oh how should I say um using this virus thing to distract us from everything by well they, they do they I agree, but it even goes back farther than that. Taking our Pledge of Allegiance out of the school. Yes. You know, in 1990s or 80s. Um, you know, starting there even. And then all the other, and then, you know, I mean, you can say what you want to say, but, you know, gay marriages. It's changing the church. The church now are, are doing gay marriages, which, according to my Bible, it's not really yeah. uh, looked upon very good in the, in the Bible, but eh, let's change it where they want to do. And that's the leaders leading us down to temptation now. They're mm-hmm. supposed to deliver us from that, but they're giving us temptation. You say, oh, that's what the whole thing is. Deliver us from temptation. No, don't give us temptation. Deliver it from us. But it ain't happening. We are getting the temptations to do all these weird things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're told it's a good thing. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Nothing, and we, right. and, and yeah. you're celebrated. So when somebody comes out of the closet and says, oh, I'm gay, I'm getting married, everybody cheers. Woohoo, good for you. Woohoo. Like, like you just cracked open the egg and, and hatched and, and uh, you are now above everybody else. It's like, you know, it's, I don't even want to go down that road. So let's. Um, well, I mean, but it, it's just a different there's thing. There's nothing wrong with being 
gay or nothing. It's just that I, I mean, it really, when you look at the number of the people, gay's like 1% of the population. So, I mean, by now. But that's it. You know, which is 1% or 2% out of 100. You know, that's two pennies out of 100 pennies. Yep. It's not really enough to worry about. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but... But it, of what we believe in. So, what I'm, what I'm looking at is, is what, you know, if this keeps up, how long is this going to go? It's not going very long because it, hey, history, it's history, turning fast. History. But you there? Yes. Yes. Well, well, maybe so, but. On my end, you were no longer. And there it goes again. And all of a sudden, my phone needs to reconnect. All right, you're there. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is that you're right. We need to turn this around, or we're going down a bad path. We need to learn from history. Um, and I'm reading these old history books on the slave thing and how the war got started. And uh, let, let, let's turn to a history book. And this book, and I'll tell you what it is here in a second. As soon as I open it up, it's a, it's the Young Folks History of the United States from, um, 1885 it's printed in 1885 and we're going to see what people in 1885 learned about the civil war the opening of the civil war maybe this will tell us what our history is going to happen although uh i heard today on the radio that there was a guy who studies this stuff and he says about every 50 years there's a kind of an uprising about every 50 years on regular basis. And I thought, wow, okay. So you look back 50 years, when was it? That was about 1970. That's when they had all the protests, uh, you know, in 69, 70, you know, the love fests and the hippies and protesting the war, right. remember? Yep. So, yeah. And look how that ended up. Um, anyway, okay, the opening of the Civil War, Buchanan. Mr. Buchanan's inaugural inauguration into place, uh, it took place on March 4th, 1857. That year, that, or that very year, the Supreme Court pronounced a decision called the Dred Scott Decision declaring the right of slaveholders to take their slaves with them into any part of the country. This made a great excitement throughout the free states. And something else soon happened, which excited, excited the slave states almost as much. This was what is commonly called John Brown's Raid. Captain John Brown's name has been already mentioned in describing the resistance of the free states. Set settlers of Kansas to the border ruffians of Missouri. After order was restored in Kansas, John Brown 
resolved to fulfill a plan he had long formed for resisting slavery in the slave states themselves. In his youth, he had been familiar with the mountains of Virginia and had there visited places which, as he used to say, had evidently been created to be the stronghold for fugitive slaves. General Washington, long before him, had formed a plan to take the American army into these mountains should the colonies be defeated. And John Brown proposed to do the same with an army of blacks. So having collected a small body of men near Harper's Ferry, Virginia, he entered and took possession of the town. October 16, 1859, he at once seized the United States arsenal, intending thus to secure arms for the fugitive slaves whom he mentioned to summon to his side. He frankly announced his object, object to be the freedom of the slaves, and he promised safety to all property except slave property. He had in all but 22 men or he had all but 22 men, but so great was the alarm produced by these that several eyewitnesses reported that for the number to be 300. And his estimate was at once telegraphed to all parts of the Union. With this small number, he took many of the chief inhabitants of the town as hostages for safety for those under his command, wishing to spare all unnecessary alarm to the families of the hostages, he stayed at Harper's Ferry too long for his safety so that the milita com military companies had a uh, time to assemble. And finally, a detachment of United States Marines appeared upon the scene. 1,500 milit milita men were gradually collected in the town. But Brown's little force defended the arsenal until nearly every man was killed or wounded, and they, and they then surrendered to the United States troops. The Colonel Washington, one of his prisoners, said that Captain Brown was the coolest and firmest man he ever saw in defying danger and death, with one son dead by his side and another shot through, though he felt the pulse of his dying son with one hand and held his rifle with the other and commanded his men with the utmost composure encouraging them to be firm he fell at his at last his sixth wounds and was through thought to be dying 10 of his party were killed and four wound, wounded john brown himself was put on trial before a Virginia court where he conducted himself as such a manner as to win the admiration even of his enemies. Governor Wise of Virginia said to him, they are themselves mistaken who take him for a madman. He is a man of clear head and of courage, fortitude and simple ingenuous. He inspired me with great confidence in his integrity as a man of truth. He was condemned and executed on the gallows December 2nd, 1859 at Charlestown, Virginia. His last act being to kiss the forehead of a little slave child on his way to the, to the place of execution. Six of his comrades were executed at a later date. 
the, uh, a few others who were on duty outside the town escaped to the mountains and thence with great peril and hardship to the free states. One of John Brown's sons was the leader of this party and has written a thrilling narrative of their escape. These events brought the agitation on the subject of slavery to its highest point during the President Buchanan's administration. When the time drew near for the election of a new president, the old parties were so broken up that there were four candidates in the field. Though Mr. Buchanan himself was not one of them, out of these four, Abraham Lincoln of Illinois was elected. He having been nominated by the Republican Party, this being an, an enlarged, enlarged form of the freedom, the Free Soil Party, never heard of that one, which had itself seceded the Liberty Party. Mr. Lincoln was a man of very moderate opinions in regard to slavery and was not disposed to interfere with it where it was already established by law. But his election was regarded by many in the, in the slave states as very dangerous to the interests of slavery. And these men resolved to dissolve the Union. They maintained that the United States consisted of a co-partnership of entirely independent governments and that any state could withdraw from it at will. This was a doctrine called states' rights, which had long been popular in southern states and especially in South Carolina. It was therefore very natural that South Carolina should take lead in withdrawing from the Union, and a co convention was accordingly called in the state and adopted December 26, 1860. An ordinance of secession with six weeks similar conventions had been held and similar votes passed in the states of Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and Texas. These states then formed themselves into what is called the Southern Confederacy and elected February 8, 1861, Jefferson Davis of Mississippi, of Mississippi as president and Alexander H. Stevens of Georgia as vice president. The new Confederacy men maintained the righteousness of slavery as a permanent institution and it openly aimed to establish a slave-holding nation in the southern states. The authorities of South Carolina at once claimed possession of all national property in the state. Seeing this, Major Robert Anderson, who commanded the garrison of a small fort called Fort Mortrine of Charleston Harbor withdrew his forces to Fort Sumter, a stronger position, and sent reinforcements from Washington. A steamer called the Star of West, carrying 250 men, was sent to Charleston in January, but was fired upon from Fort Moultrie, where the insurgents had placed a garrison. The batteries were erected on the shore, and at last, April 11th, General Bernard, in command of the Confederate troops, demanded the surrender of Fort Sumter. And the, this being refused, the batteries opened fire upon the fort early the next morning. For two days, the fire continued, in the, and at midnight the second day, the Major, Major Anderson surrendered to fort, his 80 men being wholly exhausted, his barracks on fire, and the gunpowder almost gone. He 
stipulated that he should be allowed to march out with drums beating and colors flying to bring away company and private property. This he did on Sunday, April 14, firing away his remaining powder in saluting the United States flag with 50 guns. Okay, so what have we learned by this? I learned that that was really long. Okay, well, okay. I've read it, I've read it as fast as I could. But what did we learn by this? That the war had nothing to do with slavery. Well, the well, no, yeah, but okay. So we had an agitator. Okay, we're going to relate this to nowadays. We had an agitator this John Brown, right? We had the media who exaggerated how many troops he had. They said he had 300 people, he had 22. Um, okay. So they brought out bunches of men to put down the 300 troops and it turned out to be 22 troops or 22 guys. See? And just like any government, you put put the bad, you know, the guy that's causing all the riots down, and they did. Okay. Well, then there there seems to be a part that's like left out. Don't you feel like that? Sure, I'm I'm common sense. I'm not his. I really. You know, I don't have much to give you here on this. Okay, well, well, the thing <laughs> is, it starts out as, as uh, they, they, the John Brown thing they use as the agitation. It's kind of like they made that little city of uh, Chaz or Chop or whatever in Seattle, six blocks, right? And they blocked that off, and that's their little fort, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the agitators. The agitators all go there to the little chop place and they, woohoo, no cops. We're going to party it up. This is great. We're going to, you know, we got it made. Well, sooner or later, they're going to be the John Browns. They're going to go in there and they're going to say enough is enough. We're taking our your little fort down and so forth and so on. And there will be a massacre. You know, a bunch of there'll be some shooting and somebody is going down, right? And mm -hmm. of course, that will be the the you know the media will spin it as if the cops are terrible and we went in there and killed innocent women and children and people who didn't even have guns and yada yada yada. I'm sure they will. And then there'll be a oh presidential election coming right up just like there is in here and uh says they okay so you got lincoln uh who they didn't like uh, apparently the southern states didn't like gee that kind of reminds me of trump uh, seems like a lot of states don't like them that, that are democrat and we can see that that's pretty obvious right and uh what happens if trump gets elected that could be the part where things split 
we didn't get our way. We're seceding from, uh, you know, you know, we're, we're, we don't want to be a part of this anymore. See what I'm saying? What? Well, very plausible. I didn't see that. Coming. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is, is history always repeats itself in some weird and crazy way. And, and just as it described uh-huh. in here, it says basically Lincoln got elected and they didn't like it. And they said, we're out of here. Uh, you know, he's not going to be favorable to what we mm-hmm. want. And uh, things aren't good. And we're seceding. And we're, we're going to have our own little country. We'll take our stuff and you get out. And if you don't get out, we'll, we'll push you out. And that's where that, the firing on Fort Sumter came in. You, you're northern people. You believe in this. Get out. You didn't get out. You can't keep your base in the middle of our country. See? So mm-hmm. uh, I could kind of see that. The government, you know, is still powered from the northern states, and I'm maybe not not so much as uh, the northern states against the southern states anymore. It's going to be more of a east coast, west coast kind of thing against the 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 states in the middle, because the states in the middle of uh, are are more Republican. They're more red. Um, they're they're the more conservative people. The the flyover states, you know, the hardworking individuals that, and all the the, the west and east coast are the, the states with all the big cities and all these Democrat cities. Blue, they call blue collars and white collars. The what? The white collars and the blue collars. Me and you are blue yeah. collars, and the ones that sit in the office someplace. Yeah, are yeah white exactly, collars. exactly. And and they sit there and in their high fluting skyscrapers, telling us, "Hey, get to work and make." Oh, I don't care if you're starving. Go get some food and bring it to me. Oh, just like uh, you know the, the the slave owners telling the slaves what to do. <laughs> Go figure. Um, you know the roles have have changed a little bit but you can kind of relate it back to you know where we sit there and it just basically says that there's going to be agitators the media is going to spin things and then there's going to be a conflict there will be a standoff and that will upset the two sides dramatically and you could see it already there's people like you and me who mm-hmm. say masks are stupid. We're not going to wear them. Uh, you know, we're not going to take a vaccine. It's stupid. I don't see any sick people out. And they're saying, the white collar people are saying, I've been in my house for six months without going out trying to stay safe. You can't go out of yours. I, I agree. But go to work. I, I agree between the two, between the white collar. White collars are all sitting home and doing their work from, you know, on their phones or on their computers. Yeah. And the blue collars are still going to work yeah, every day. The blue collars are the delivery boys bringing the food to the white collars who are staying safe in their houses. Yep. And then, and they're going, oh, well, when you get done with work, you go home and sit in your house. No fun for you. But, but. Yeah, because, you know, I, I've been working all the way through. So yeah. have you. We, we haven't had a day off yet. You know, I mean, it's like. I go. I went to work. I went to work every damn day. Yes. You know. Yeah. And my thought, 
risking my life. Exactly. My there. thought is, is if you can go to work and uh, you don't get sick, why would you sit in your house and not do anything after work? Oh, I, I can't go out. I can't go to the restaurant. I can't go here. I can't go there. I can't do anything because I might get sick. But you were out all day working. Right. It's okay. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. You're right. It don't make any sense. But uh, the second time around, it's going to be a different ball game. You know, businesses won't shut down as quick as they did the first time. They know it's it's the death of them. If they yes. Do. So they're going to be fighting it all the way. I mean, you know, they, you know, eventually they probably will have to be shut down, but they're going to fight it. Next well, and, that, and that's like that's, said, that's exactly it. If you fight it. Then will, just like in here, will the government come and say, show up at your door? And we've seen this happen. I've seen it on the news. where they got... Yeah, okay, but, but you're, what numbers are you talking? Ten people yeah, fight it? Okay. Ten people okay. fight it? You're, you're gonna, okay, but listen, you're going to lose. If a, if a million people fight it, nah, it's a, it changes the whole ballgame. Okay, ball but, but, it, uh, but, it's, it's a... but it's just like this. You got, it, this time around, there was a few people who stood up and said i'm not closing my doors i'm opening them up my business is falling apart the next time it happens there might be more but if you're on the block and you see the first business up there and the army comes in busts down the door and drags the person out by their their hands and knees and says you're going to prison and you're at the end of the block how many how many stores will get closed before they get to you before you shut your door and lock it and say I'm closed I'm closed don't don't burn well, me out it, again it, 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 it all depends if it's a whole block and you got three stores open and you have no one to back you up no the cops or the military will come in and shoot you down but if the whole block you know is on the same page and we're not shutting down it's, it's stupid and it's not just that block, then you go around the next block and next block, and they're all saying, the whole you know, community saying no. And then you're not gonna have the some people shutting down like you just yeah. said, because but because it's a number okay. game. If and, if it's only a couple of people I, doing it, okay. you lose. I absolutely agree with you, so don't argue with me. I absolutely agree. But now use your common sense. And tell me what kind of people we have today. We have. Do we have people who are going to stand up or do we have people who are going to shut their doors and hide in the corner? Well, it all depends what area you're in. You're out there in the country area. You know, you get the farmers together and stuff, they're willing to stand with their pitchforks. If you are in the city, you know, those people are not, you know, they don't have the, they just don't have it. They don't have the brain capacity to stick together long enough to get something accomplished. So, well, good. Well, uh, since the city is the, the city is the what actually runs everything, so... Okay, good job, Mr. Common Sense. You've just described the Civil War. Yep. Yeah, and then, and that's what I said. I said, you got the East and the West Coast, the cities, 
and those people and you got the common sense hard-working people in the middle and uh we're not going to take some of this out here but there's fewer of us here and the cities control the military and the army and all of that stuff they're the ones that control that stuff we don't they're going to come here they're going to make the law they're going to do things and they're going to say this is what you're doing and we're going to say well we're going to fight back well we we have all the power we're going to pull the plug on your electricity we're going to you know we're going to uh you know make whatever go and you're gonna have to suffer and then a lot of people basically they're gonna bring you down to your knees and then yes they will bring you down to your knees and will you know and i don't think the people in the middle are that strong either uh they're not the strong people of back in the day of the civil war uh you know i mean if they shut the power and the internet if okay they shut the cell phones and the internet off for three days people would be like on their hands and knees saying give it back to me i miss my internet and my cell phone <laughs> they would nice. they would they would give up yeah. in a heartbeat so and that would be the end of it uh, they wouldn't be able to get together uh, everybody depends on communication they would stop the flow of fuel uh, we would be stuck in our tracks we'd be sitting there with pitchforks while they got machine guns and tanks and that would be the end of the war right there so with that thought in mind we better bunker down and or head down to the bunker and shut the hatches uh, and the dead day has come uh, it's been a good discussion any more last words well i learned something that's good yeah me too okay have a good one you too sir